You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everybody, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It's brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint, and we're going to have a fun, casual conversation. I'm not even sure what all we're going to talk about, but we, <laughs> the snowpocalypse is coming. Yeah. So we have to get it in, make sure that we can have our show on Mondays in here. And Nicole Cox is back. Nicole, I, Columbus has been good. The curfew's li- lifted, so people can come it, hang out. It's amazing. If they can brave the snow. Yes. Another thing that Roosters has survived, and we've all survived, so people can get back in. How, how late are we open now? What's what's going on for Roosters? Through the week, so what is it? Sunday through Thursday, we take last call for food and alcohol at 11.15, and then Friday, Saturday um, at 12.15. So it's it's so exciting. And even though it's really only one more hour for, I mean, dine-in, it's longer, but it's just it feels like we're getting back to normal. Uh, COVID can't catch you. How crazy is it? We're excited. <laughs> I know. Not that I've seen 1115 in a restaurant <laughs> for, for a long That's time, <laughs> but it's just exciting that you're able to do that. You know, yeah. if you would like yeah, to, you, right? you and me with, with young, young <laughs> yeah, kids at exactly. home, we're not, mm-hmm. not, Banging down the door. No. Uh, that's Justin Zwick, Jay-Z, Bobby Carpenter. Bobby, we, we've made it. Another milestone. No, it's been... Uh, you've, it's been le- you've led this whole crusade. Well, you know, just trying to make sure, you know, maybe you wear two masks. Maybe you stay out a little bit later. I mean, I'm not sure. I, you know, I, I know people that used to try to double up stuff all the time when they were in college. I don't know oh, if that, the effectiveness of that or if two masks <laughs> is better than one. I've seen contradicting theories. But the fact that we're able to get out now, Ohio looks like it's in a pretty good place. A lot of the schools are starting to go back full time, which I know, you know, if you have children of school age, a lot of parents are incredibly excited about that. So you're not like part time tutor, part time parent, part time your full time job as well, trying to mash all that back in. So it's awesome. They're seeing kind of some things open up and hopefully here, you know, we're right in the midst of it. But middle of February, all of a sudden, a month from now, you could be getting days that are 60, and then you could be getting snow again. But <laughs> there are days in March where you do get some some shorts weather. So I'm looking forward to that. We're oh, I know. Also, looking shorts forward weather. to that. I mean, he's got. Sh- you got pants I, I on today? Thought about putting on some shorts. Today. <laughs> Snow's not yeah, coming I mean, down yet. <laughs> um, but I'm just counting down the days till Pinehurst, Jay Z. So yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm jealous. You bring that one up, man. Uh, Big programming mode. No, no, okay. I mean, yeah. You guys are trying to escape and go down south. So as you look at this today, well, Jay Z went and ski. Went ski. Yeah, I just got out from out west. west yeah, and he brought it back with us. <laughs> yeah, I did. Perfect. All right, more than we had when I was there, unfortunately. <laughs> but All at right. least you have the sun out there when yeah. you're doing it. That's the sun on your bluebird. Yeah, keeps you happy. Okay, programming uh, note. Programming note. Today, fifteenth of February, right. the day after Valentine's Day, Woody Hayes' birthday. So obviously, a huge date in Ohio State Fun history. Fact. Yeah. You know, the winningest coach in Ohio State history, most national championships, all all the good things that come with Woody. And then also, on February 14th, 17 years ago today, it was snowing and cold in Dallas, Texas, or, or yesterday, snowing and cold in Dallas, Texas yesterday, as it was 17 years ago. Anthony Schlegel was married Whoa. to his lovely wife. Oh, my goodness. There they go. That's right. It's yeah. their anniversary day. Seven, 17, yeah, 17 years. So he was joking with me yesterday as I, I was talking to him, maybe on Saturday, he was – 
Bro, it's freezing cold and snowy again. And we came down there. AJ and I, he hyped it up to us. Oh, it's Dallas. It's winter. It's going to be great. And we back shorts. I think the only pants I, I brought were the ones that I actually had on. Go to on. the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> go to the wedding. And like, that was it. Like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, hang out by the pool. Well, North, De- North Texas, like Dallas, isn't Houston by any stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, it sure as heck isn't like San Antonio or Corpus. So it was cold. It was snowy. They're actually like, they, I mean, when it snows in Dallas, you, you have no removal mm-hmm. equipment. So it shut down. So thankfully, we had uh, the Marxes down there. We had some other people, yep. r- full-grown adults who could rent cars. But <laughs> get us around. Yeah, because you guys uh, weren't able to at that no, point in time. Yeah, 21, 21 years old. 21 yeah. years old. And the good. The, and Schlegel was getting married already. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Schlegel was like 20. Well, yeah, he's like 24 or 30, 31 at that yeah. point. <laughs> I mean, so we, uh, we go down there. And this was back. This is a great little story because it was back in the day where you could uh, – it ratcheted up security. It's obviously post 9-11, but you could still bring liquids onto a plane. Mm. And so we're in college. We don't have any money. Freedom. AJ's dad paid for the flights. My dad paid for the hotel. And like, that's how we, we got it done. And we wanted to like enjoy our plane ride. So we, we brought our own elixirs with us on the plane. Okay. And so, you know, had some Gatorade, get some Gatorade bottles from the Woodies, you mix it up, you have a good time, <laughs> relax. It's like a time warp, boom, you fall asleep, all of a sudden you're where you need to be. And so the second leg of our flight, we're going from Atlanta to Dallas. And AJ's dad got a great status wherever he gets his two front seats, 747, seat in the middle, not us, so he wasn't going to put two huge dudes together, okay. which is the worst. Oh, you want That's to when you give the old yeah. stretch out. We've done that many times on our way back yeah. from Vegas, Bob. I know. So, <laughs> Trying to keep people from getting in the middle. Well, this was, this was actually like, this wasn't Southwest. It was a Delta or something. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. And there was a lady. It was probably about Nicole's size sitting in between. Like, we're sitting there, and she comes. I'm like, oh, this is. I feel bad for her. All I know, you know, we had some libations, relaxed a little bit. And the next thing I know, I remember falling asleep. I wake up. And my leg is touching AJ's leg, and this I'm like I don't even know where this where this lady's legs went. Like we're just sitting there like spilling all over. I mean, she probably got out of the three seats instead of having like a third. She probably was more allocated like fifteen percent. I think oh. she had half of her chair. You guys, I take one for the team on our way home from the Buckeye Cruise a lot of oh, times. Yeah, it's like I'll take the middle seat. I I know I'm getting the middle seat. Uh, but we're much more like courteous now. When you're 21 years old, it's like oh, God. I don't care. I mean, I'm, I got the, I'm getting as much space as I can, and, and you didn't know the person. <laughs> well, she's lucky she didn't have you guys on the way back because you would have been sweating booze out, oh, I'm sure. It was, it was, <laughs> those, yeah. those two big animals oh. with the long hair. I'll man. never forget coming home from Vegas one time, those two guys, somebody was lighting up the cabin. <laughs> and you just had these two guys acting like they were sleeping, just <laughs> lighting everybody up. Oh, I can sleep on a plane. For, <laughs> I can sleep on a plane for years. Like My wife gets mad about it. So I'll, I'll sit down. I'll, there's times where I'll take off, fall asleep before takeoff and like literally wake up when he, we, that's, wheels it's hit the ground. It's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, like, it it's like if you ever wanted time time travel, like that's kind of it. <laughs> teleporter. I mean, I, poof. You go to sleep and then two hours later. Yeah. Fly, fly west and then you check your time. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Especially the Perfect. flights west. I want to sleep the whole time. Yeah, so February 14th, big day in Ohio State history. That's that's huge. Two, uh, dudes, big two dudes that slammed a guy on the field <laughs> that weren't players at the time. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Schlegel's anniversary, Woody uh, Hayes' birth. There fine. you go. That's, that's an Ohio State tradition unlike any <laughs> other. Like You just you got to do it. You uh, do. They, I don't know how they teach that to you over there in that building, but... Like, will anybody ever do it better? Anytime no. you see like no. a streaker run on the field, which happened again yeah. at the Super Bowl. Yeah, which the guy's not getting paid now because <laughs> well, he, he admitted to it, right? Well, I, 
I'm not sure. I don't know if I bought that in the first place. You can't, uh. They cap prop bets, so I don't know how he could have gotten it that high. That's that's the one thing that I was trying to figure out. I, I guess the story was that he got like seven other guys together. Like we're all, I'm going to do it. Let's try and build up like thirty five thousand mm. or something like that. Uh, they're betting offshore. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't believe he it. Ran his mouth and. Yeah. yeah, who knows? If you're trying to actually pull off a heist, yeah, you don't you don't tell anybody. Well, we right? borrowed some of Nicole's undergarments. There, there's things that exactly fit. <laughs> Is that? What? <laughs> I mean, I, his pants are falling down. You're not going to want those back. <laughs> no, thank no. you. No, thank you. I mean, uh, if, if Roosters asked me to go, you know, make some money for them at the Super Bowl and streak, I'm, I'd have to think about it. But <laughs> well, yeah, if that's free Roosters for the rest of your life, or Wait. you know, something along those lines. It's like said he'd do it for just a bowl of mac and cheese bites. <laughs> I know, guys. I'm already trying to figure out a way to send those to him in Florida. Like, how how can we do that? How can we just surprise him with a bunch of these mac and cheese bites? Well, oh, we're gonna so have excited. we're gonna have to you know have the con jet come pick us up. <laughs> we'll go down there. Yeah. With, I mean, if we have to, I'll do it. That, I mean, <laughs> that might be that might be the way you catch him, Nicole. We're just find out when he's getting dropped back off in Columbus because he and Urban are, are taking a bunch of these private jets to get going uh, with the family up here. So just take him to the airport, send him on the way. He'll be snapping some uh, Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. on the flight. Yes. They'll still be warm. I need your help making that happen, Austin. Okay. I 100% well, want to we'll, do it. We'll talk to Schlegs about it. Also on this show, I think we'll talk about football at some point. <laughs> um, we're going to have Spencer Holbrook join us later. Uh, Al Washington decided to stay. They mm-hmm. brought on some analysts that maybe – uh, you guys might know. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Just thinking with this weather forecast, and I'm not sure the snow's coming down quite yet, five to eight inches we're getting. Sometimes you had to play football in these games, Jay-Z. But yeah. what are, what's the worst weather you've had to play in? <laughs> speaking of Dallas, or speaking of Texas, I guess, uh, Alamo Bowl. You remember that practice? That was the coldest practice I, I think I ever was a part of. We went to the, you know, the Alamo Bowl in 04. And it was, I think it was the first day of practice, which everybody's a little slow that first day of practice, uh, at least some of the guys anyways. I think Rob Sims was singing Carmen, Ohio in, in one of the bars, you know, late that night. But uh, it was one of the coldest. I think we had a, a video guy who was up in one of the, uh, whatever you call those things, that lifts you up in the sky, uh, hypothermia. Like, I had to come bring, brought him down to the hospital, uh, if I remember correctly. Well, like, it was. Like, he went down in the lift. Yeah. They had to get somebody and go lower the lift to get him off. Yeah, like, it was nuts. They look up, and he had fallen down, like, was laying in there. San Antonio, people think it's. Well, that's what I mean. We're all going, ah, Why Texas, were, you know, it's going to be warm. Well, it's the desert. Yeah. And so when it gets cold, man, it the was wind freezing. was coming. Mm-hmm. And Tress, you know, he used to always try to get everybody to get lose weight by the end of the year. So he'd crank the heat up in here. So we're used to practicing like 85, oh, yeah, 90 yeah. degrees, sweating to death. And you go down there, I mean, it was it was the worst. It was awful. No one was prepared for it. We didn't no. have any cold gear. It wasn't like you're going to play in a cold game. No, all yeah. Stuff. You're in a bowl game, you know? Like, you're, oh. you're, we're used to Scottsdale. And let's <laughs> practice inside the Alamo Dome? What's, no. Oh, we were at a high school, high school field, grass. Trinity High School. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my worst. I, I'll, so I'll never forget practice. that. Practice, okay. Yeah. Hey, the practice is the worst because it's like the coaches can kind of extend that as long as they yeah, want. exactly. There's, There's no, no clock. clock. <laughs> they, you, they, in practice, the clock stops. Like you have periods and stuff. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, you're like you talked about time yeah. travel and stuff before. Yeah. It's like we've been in period eight already, didn't we? Yeah. It was three minutes. I think and they now restarted it's four. this. Yeah. How did this get? How did yeah. this happen? I would say the coldest for me. There's kind of two. Played Washington in D.C. Week 17, I think, in 2003. And it wasn't all that cold. It was about 40, but it was about 25 miles an hour in a driving mm. rain. Mm. It was awful. Like, it, you just literally, 
soak yourself in water and walk into a wind tunnel. It was awful. Like, and for it not being like sub freezing, I'm like, I would have died for it yeah. to be 30 degrees. Just turn that into snow and it would have been yeah. fantastic. Oh, for sure. Because you're just not chilling your bones. And then <clears throat> played up in Green Bay week 17, I think my sixth year in Detroit. And it was, it was cold. There was about probably seven or eight inches of snow they had to scrape before the Dang. game. Down in you know the 20s. Like we didn't really have that in the Big Ten as much because we used to wrap up before Thanksgiving. So oh yeah. Get it. Well, you know what? Speaking cold. of Wisconsin, though, remember uh, when we went to play Wisconsin oh. in warmups? It was probably 50, 55. Yeah. People were in short sleeves. It was great. We go in, come back out, and it was like thirty degrees with twenty mile an hour winds, rain, rain sleets. Wind. It was the. I mean that because you know I was a freshman. I think that was our freshman year. Or that was our that was my redshirt yeah, freshman year. Our second year. So you know, I was still. See, Scotty Mack was back up. I could travel that game, and I'm just like I came out with no sleeves on because it was like <laughs> it was nice. And then you know, just coat the. I don't think I moved from my spot so on Nic the sideline. Nicole, you've been around the sidelines at Ohio State before, trucking around. Tell us what it's like for you when you get to cut caught in that wind tunnel. It's <laughs> it's miserable, and I know, and I feel for you guys. I'm like, hopefully, somehow they just keep themselves warm because they're like really into the game. I have no idea, but I remember an Ohio State. Michigan game and I can't remember what year it was but I remember not being able to feel my feet like and I got home and I was like concerned it may have been 02 02 was a pretty cold it uh, was, Michigan I was game. very concerned I was I mean my hands were frozen and I we had like double gloves tons of coats like and it was still just let me tell you the secret with the gloves and this is what a guy in the NFL <laughs> told me you wear the latex gloves under your real gloves. It's like a it's like a seal skin on there, and it locks. Because those are you, hot when we put them on in the sweat. kitchen. Oh, your hands yeah. will be sweaty, yeah. And so that's the secret. You get the normal gloves, but underneath you put the latex. And so you see a lot of NFL wide receivers. The guys like you got to keep them off the heater too much because you know they will start melt to melt into your skin. Because <laughs> you see guys all the time, they'll burn their pants. They get you're so numb, you get so close to here, you have your hands on it, and they'll start the gloves will heat up and start to melt. But the latex gloves underneath whatever idea. glove you're wearing, Bobby, that is secret. the greatest idea. Thank you, mine. just I teaching just, us things. Done. I love it. Another cold one. Oh four. You remember our spring game? You were talking about how oh. in, in March you might get sixty degree weather and snow. I think that spring game in 04, we had snow, sleet, wind, and 30 to 35 degree weather. That was probably the worst as far as the practice goes. You get sunburned early in the spring. It was just terrible. <laughs> it's, the, it's your spring game. You want to go out and have a good time afterwards, enjoy the springtime, and it was snowy, windy, and rainy. When usually Nicole, these two get to run around. Like, there'd be, there'd be a, <laughs> I don't know how hard it is. I didn't do is. too much running around. That's the thing, not for the spring game that year because it was – Jay-Z had another year left, but it was going into yeah. like our fourth year, so it was, you know, it's seniors, a lot of us, and we're going out there and playing, and they're like, they're pulling us in the first quarter. I'm like, this is no way, not not now. Yeah. Dude, you want us to come out here and yeah, us You want to do this? Yeah, we're, we're doing it. Up. I'm playing the whole game, so I'm not going to stand here and just <laughs> yeah. freeze to death on the sidelines. I Standing might as well is the worst. Get, I got dressed up. Yeah. Like, I've already got a sweat going. Yeah. I might as well just keep it, keep it going. Unless you're going to let me shower up and put real clothes on, I'm, yeah. I'm going out. So we kept trying to sneak into the game late because it was just so brutal. Oh, it's what bad. Yeah, it's no I, fun. I feel like, though, every I've noticed like going to the bowl games the past couple years, so not this past national championship but the one before it in Dallas it was everybody came yeah. back and mind you it wasn't as cold as like you know a Green Bay Wisconsin or anything but even in Scottsdale two yeah, years ago I mean 
it, and people didn't prepare. So it, that's the worst part. And you can't find gloves at oh. the store there. It's not like they're just packed, you know, with snow. <laughs> oh, they don't like have winter stores gear. down there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, it was cold. It was really cold. That's when we should have known, Nicole, that something was going to go wrong. Like the universe had shifted. It rained every day in Scottsdale. Ohio State should be winning that game. And then it was like all the calls. Everything. We don't even have to relive it again. But it was because something something was wrong before the game started. Yeah. It's raining all week in Scottsdale. Our hotel so. lost electricity oh, for yeah, like, I heard about yeah, that. it <laughs> was just a lot of things were going wrong. But it's just so much harder for us in the media and the fans, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had, Have sympathy for us, well, please. 2003, <laughs> I'm covering New Mexico at Wyoming in a blizzard. They don't even know if New Mexico is going to make it because they didn't have a, at that time, they didn't have an extra hotel for visiting teams to stay in in Laramie. So they stayed in Cheyenne. So you have to bus over a mountain. Mm. And come down, mm. you know, and come down to seventy-two hundred feet, and it's snows all night. We get like twenty-six inches of snow. Oh that gosh, was, uh, you know, there's maybe seven hundred people in the stands. New Mexico made it. They could, they couldn't move on the field. It was one of the worst games you've ever seen for obvious reasons. But they got so much snow that the press box door wouldn't close. And I was, you know, the youngest person on the beat at that point, so my seat was right by this door that wouldn't close. Mm. So I just had like, I was trying to write with like those cart mitts that I had for golf, like yep. just scribbling with mittens on. Like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't move like you guys. You just get be warmed there on the field. It's so much easier to go. Well, I think that's what I want to hear. I want to hear your growing up in Wyoming state championship golfer. I'm sure you played in some weather, right? Because, I mean, that's a fall sport. Is it uh, out there? Yeah, Fall state championship, uh, yeah, October, last week in October in Wyoming. The orange ball? Yeah, you snow. got uh, <laughs> played, played – uh, one round in in Cheyenne, like the round of my life, it was so cold. You talk about like you can't, I, I can't play with two gloves on or heavy gloves. Yeah. So it oh, yeah. starts snowing. It's like uh, you know twenty five degrees, and somehow shot seventy six. Oh my and, gosh! Like, and like you just go in the clubhouse and you're like, how did everybody do? I'm like, well, you, that's like you, you might as well have shot twenty five hundred. Yeah, no you, doubt. Are you kidding me? That was twenty five degree weather. That's one for state championship. I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, and you had shorts on, didn't you? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and then I, I pretended to. This is a really. This is this is a, like a Bobby Carpenter temper story, like getting tossed out of a spring game when you didn't want to play. Um, I went on the bus and like every. So I was like, uh, you know, I turned the car seventy six and got go to the back of the bus and like, man, that was incredible. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I missed a couple putts that shit. I'm on, back, everyone's praising. I'm trying to play it off, and so I'm like, ah, I didn't. I didn't win that event. And so I like, like tried to throw a, a Gatorade bottle down at my pillow on the bus, missed it by a little bit, and threw it straight through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there goes Austin, like, like, sore no, loser. No way, because I used windows. to have a, a, a reputation for temper okay. on the course. And so I was, you know, playing off of that and making a joke. But we've got to drive now three <laughs> hours back from Cheyenne <laughs> with a bus to Casper, and it's like, you know, put like every blanket that we had and some cardboard it was a chilly ride so i had to pay for that joke that i made you know i had to write an apology oh, yeah. to the bus driver and uh, uh i'm impressed you had that much strength and velocity well, you know, that's well back then i mean you gotta I think was he, he was a different back athlete back then i hadn't i hadn't been introduced to roosters <laughs> guys we that have healthy options don't, we have healthy don't, tell, don't say that oh that's news to me. Yeah, <laughs> over there. Yeah. Those are for I know. you. Yeah. Mm. Delicious. They're my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Well, tomorrow, <laughs> not a healthy option. If you can make it out, we got the fried mushroom. Ooh. I know those are Jay-Z's favorite. 
<laughs> yep. The coal you're Definitely you're trying to get the the corn dogs back, right? That's I we badly. we are working on it. Can you we throw are. the It was a supplier issue. So, you know, I we were joking. I was like, we need to do like a video series of restaurant 101 behind the scenes yeah. of like why things why aren't on the menu anymore the or what happens. why they're, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday for yeah. instance, people you know, we're like, why can't I get wings at, not a ton of people, but why can't I get wings at 5.30 when I called at, you know, 2.30? And it truly, it's like, there is a system and the fryers can only handle so much. And it's, I mean, we've got it down. We've done everything we can. And we even have our food truck at one of the restaurants to help with all the wings. We went through... um, 209,000 wings oh. on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday? Wait, wait, wait. Oh. That's just that's traditional. But that's just traditional. We went through 160,000 boneless oh on God. Super Bowl oh. Sunday. That is wild. So thank you everyone yeah. for like ordering from us. I mean, it means so much to us. Nicole, could we get any, any more wings out of there? Do you want Schlegs and I to come down? We'll sit through this process. <laughs> oh, time. I, all your supply channel you wait through till it. next week. I will bring all of the research we have on it. I mean, we would have area meetings on. We just would learn every year. So now that's why we offer the early bird special. If you pick it up just between it. one and four or one and five, that way yeah, it lets off some yeah. of the pressure from that dinner hour. Wow. Because we want, we want to be able to serve everyone. You know, we feel terrible if we aren't able to. So. Do you want to serve them those chips that you guys used to make? Working on that. Yeah, okay, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Nicole didn't you know, know that she was coming in here for all right, well, well, you know, you know it's, don't, it's a source They of brought up the corn dogs, and They're I had a conversation with one of the waitresses here, and I'm like, the chips are gone. They're what? my favorite. I know. They're my favorite ever. And they used They're to my be at all the, uh, they'd be at all the, the, golf events i mean it'd yeah. be wings and chips so our catering department so another behind the scenes another behind the scenes <laughs> that's what we're here for yeah, we're february 15th yes so we need behind the scenes the mini corn dogs we were having supplier issues so people like with covid you go talk to them for you you know, I know. with COVID, in the muscle yeah for covid we don't they a lot of manufacturers used to work seven days a week and now they aren't and the place we get our chicken wings from they're the best ever and they have an agreement with us that they will continue to do seven days a week just so we can make sure we have enough chicken so that's good but the mini corn dogs there whatever the supplier is they were having issues getting us the product so that was the issue with that and then the chips was a cooking consistency issue but we're working on it okay well yeah that was man i went to order some one day and they're like no consistently good yeah oh very even even my thing was off event oh even if they're like too crispy or not cooked in Enough, they're good they're still any good. way you mm-hmm. get them. Give them some okay. ranch. Give me the extra about crispy. Mm. Guys, well, thanks yeah. for bringing it up. Yeah. No, seriously, oh, thanks for bringing it up. It I was, love it. It was a sad I bit. love it. Oh. Corn dogs are sad, but I mean, yeah. the chips, I love those. Things. You have any oh, complaints about They're my about favorite. The it's like, yeah. no, I, I, sitting here. I didn't realize the chips were uh, Bob thinks the salad. Bob thinks the salad and the grilled chicken are very good. I got, listen, I got some of the. You're off your fast now, right? Yeah, man. So I had, I've got a pizza pizza going there. The salads here are really good. So I get. No, I know. Everything's good, right? The sandwiches are fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, there's the problem is when I come here because yeah. there's so many different things. Too, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I forgot there was even a back side of the menu. I guess I've just never thing. got to that healthy page in the menu. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. probably my issue. Uh, um, it's a special menu, Austin. You have to ask for it. Well, <laughs> the healthy one. The rest of it's all in my mind at this point, so I don't even need that. Uh, we're going to let Nicole, after all of that, <laughs> yeah. go, and she's going to go work on getting the chips for JP. Yeah, yes, the, the chips and the mini corn dogs. We're going to turn her loose, and we're going to replace... Uh, 
her with Spencer Holbrook and actually talk Thanks. about a little bit more football. Nicole, thanks for glad to have you back. Thanks for thanks joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll be right back on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back into the rest of Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. We've got Spencer Holbrook now in the house. I can't believe that Bobby and Jay-Z didn't know about your nickname, but yeah. that's... We're going to go ahead and knock that out right now? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, everybody who watches already knows. <laughs> yeah, they've they've heard it. We'll just share it after. I mean, I've heard it before, but I don't know where it originates yeah. from. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good tale for after the show's okay. over. We'll catch you guys up on that. Uh, last week, a busy week. We talked about it on Monday, and it was hard to believe, Bob, that um, it still didn't resolve itself until later in the week, Wednesday, Thursday, for Al Washington to make his decision to stay. But, you know, as we talked about, it really was a, a tough call with the amount of money, uh, maybe what that career could lead to at Tennessee or not lead to, and then sticking with the situation like this. And he did not, uh, to my understanding, get that raise that you and I talked about to seven figures. Uh, there is going to be a new title, run game coordinator. Um, but I think you know it's a modest raise for Al Washington to stay, and that I think is what made it maybe drag out. Well, here's the good news. Since uh, everybody that works at Ohio State is a public employee, <laughs> all those things will be disclosed. Yeah, so find that we out. can him and haw and like pretend like we're not going to talk about this right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, thank thank you to the Freedom Information Act, yeah. like all those things are going to yeah. be out there. And so if he didn't get a million dollars, like that that really bothers me because and I don't care where the money came from. And I honestly, people get upset. Like it's a single family, single income family, and football funds everything right now. And it's not even close. And so, you know what? You, you want to compete with Alabama. You want to compete with Clemson. These elite schools, like, they pay their coaches a heck of a lot of money. And so yeah. you've got to come strong and, and raise the bar with that. And so, yeah, you get a title bump. You get a little bit of a raise. But my goodness, man, like, with what they were talking about paying him at Cincinnati, it's life-changing money for a guy who's never had any type of payday like that. He's really good. He's a great recruiter. You know, he, he does a good job coaching his players. I think he relates really well to players. There's a lot of upside. He's young. He's a Columbus guy. Like, I'm really happy he stayed here. And, you know, super excited for him to be on the staff going forward. Because I love helping him out in anything that I can. Because he's, he's a very humble guy. And he's, he's an egoist, dude, which helps a lot, too. Yeah. But, you know, his dad played here. Just I, They need to find a way. Like, we've spent a lot of money at Ohio State on some things that maybe <laughs> – are ill-advised, <laughs> right. I would say. Yeah. Sure, not the most maybe, necessary. Maybe we could probably start allocating some of those dollars a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see these programs. I mean, like Clemson, I think has had their defense coordinator for how long, right? And he's making what, two million dollars. Yeah, but now, I mean, that's what you got to do, Tony right? Elliott's two million. A year. Yeah, yeah, so you got to do. I mean, it's easy for us to say, oh, you know, I shouldn't take that job, you know, blah blah blah. But one point five is a lot of money, right? So I mean, it's easy for us to say, hey, you should wait for something better. Or, you know, Tennessee, you don't want that job, but. When you're getting offered that kind of money, you got to take a serious look at it. I think he made the right decision. I think you stick with this team, you stick with Ryan Day, and just with the way they've been winning, and, and I think more opportunities will come. I, I think it was a smart move not to jump right away. I mean, sure, it was really hard to say no, um, but knowing you're getting a little, bit, a little bit of a bump where you're at, where you want to be, where you've been successful, and just kind of seeing how it goes in the future, I think that's probably the smart play. But for a young coach, man, that, that had to have been tough, right? I mean, no wonder it played out over a couple of days. 
And and to both of your points, I mean, if you're looking at Clemson and what they've allocated, you know, Gene Smith has always said he's hesitant about the arms race and paying the assistance. Well, well, else are you spending the money? Clemson yeah. cut its track program and then gave raises to football coaches. They sort of understand mm-hmm. where it's going. And well, yeah, if you saying, don't, if you don't want your coaches to leave every year, I mean, you know, you you, you know that's coming down the pipe. Or you know the university is going to pay these guys. That's going to help Ryan Day have a coaching staff that is going to put them into the playoffs. And every I'm not year. saying that. I don't mean to suggest that it's right to just get rid of every other sport. Like you shouldn't yeah. keep playing. If you're paying the bills. You can do what but, you got to do, right? You do have to recognize <laughs> yeah. what is funding that. So, and here's the problem that I have with it. And believe me, I they have 36 varsity sports at Ohio State. They're all very competitive. All You've got great facilities. You have great student athletes across the board. Like, and I love that. That's one of the great things about it here. The problem is the same people will say that you should keep every single sport, and they don't ever see anything get cut. Will also complain when you lose to Alabama and Clemson. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear those two things. Yeah. They're dichotomies that are working against each other. Like, you can't try to say, well, we should be the best at football. Well, then all of a sudden you have to begin to divert some of that. So you've got to find a way. And frankly, right now, I mean, it's probably a difficult time to fundraise. You know, you didn't have season tickets. You're in kind of a little budget crunch at this point in time, I would imagine, just due to the lack of, you know, people in the stands and, you know, the economy at large. everything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of businesses that you probably believe would be more willing to help contribute and donate that probably don't have the means to do so at this point in time. And so I understand all of those things, but it's tough. Like, don't tell me you want to be the best and complain, like, because people were were ticked off that we lost Alabama. Great. That's awesome. You know, like beating Clemson yeah. wasn't enough. To be, yeah, them. to be mad that you made the, the yeah. championship game and got beat. Like, what, they, it's terrible. Well, you know what? You look at how much they pay. Alabama's got like 47 analysts down there. Mm-hmm. They, they pay these guys oh, all they bring kinds in new dudes stuff. every year, every right? Every time. Three or four guys. It seems. There's never any budgetary concerns. Mm-hmm. And Nick Saban's making like $10 million a year. No one even thinks twice about it. He might even be worth more than that. Okay. But it's just, I mean, the, 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 the push and pull with that of trying to figure that out and how that's going to work. And so Eugene can say he's hesitant about that. That may all be well and good, but you know, at some point in time, you have to really prioritize because if, if football begins to take a hit, the, Ohio State is the driver for the Big Ten, mm-hmm. like far and away. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, it's not even close to you know, the numbers that it pulls and the and the popularity, not even in the region, but countrywide. Yeah. So, if you're not up there and considered one of the top four or five programs in the country right now, you you might as well just kind of be like everybody else. No, no, and that's like where Notre Dame's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, all they get there and lose. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't be They good have a good teams. year every, what, four yeah. years or whatever it is, and, and they go lose in the playoff. And that's basically what you'd be relegated to. So you have to make decisions. And they're tough. I'm not saying it's easy, but you know what? Athletic director, Gene Smith, oh. he's making a million dollars now, too, to make decisions like that. Yep. So you have to figure yep. out ways You're going to hurt some up. people's feelings if you want your program, your football yeah. program, that – Kind of handles things around here to to be successful and continue to be successful. On one end, it's not that easy, Bob, and you know everybody understands how difficult these decisions are. But at the end of the day, when you get the budget sheet and you see, oh, that many hundred million in football revenue, oh, maybe that's the sport that we should be paying the coaches for. Maybe that's where we need to allocate a little bit more funds. And if you're having trouble doing that, well, maybe it's time to look in the mirror and see, you know, what are we spending money on that maybe should go to Al Washington, Brian Hartline, these coaches that, that are making you be able to fund 36 sports. Yeah. And the other part of it, too, when we're talking, I mean, really every conversation in college football right now revolves around these three programs, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. So we talked about what Clemson's paying and what they did with some other sports. Alabama seems to have recognized, uh, and it's not solely about um, – supporting football as much as it is a recognition that Nick Saban and a national championship brings in 
oh, 100,000 applications to the school. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's, you know, so I'm not, maybe just to pin it all on Gene Smith would not be accurate. Um, and we'll see if a new president, new leadership, you know, whatever, board of trustees, if they, you know, they've got to say, well, if we if we don't want to compete at that level, maybe that will impact the school as a whole. It, it may or may not, but... Yeah. Oh, there's no denying since 2002, the, fir- the first national championship won here in over 30 years. Enrollment has been up. Our applications have been up, which has driven up, cor- correlated to driving up the, the ex- yep. entrance scores, the mm-hmm. GPAs, all of those things. Like, and people can laugh at that, but it's 100% accurate. There's no greater marketing that you're going to find yep. than having your team and brand out there all the time like that and being able to get exposed to programs. Is the school great? Absolutely it is. Yep. But... I mean, you used to be able to get in here with a 98.6. That's Paul. That's uh, body temperature. That does. That that is no longer the case. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a, a 30 ACT person oh, gosh, to yeah. walk through the door. No I mean, it's tough. It's changed. It's tough, and that's all been in the last 20 years. Yeah, I just saw something. It was just interesting to me. It was just talking about recruiting and how much universities spend on it. Yeah, I don't think Ohio State was in the top 10. So it's like you go out and you win. You go win ball games and you be in the playoff and you win Big Ten titles. You know, that, that speaks volumes for your university, for you. You don't maybe have to go out and spend as much money as others. And that's, and that's and, only over-the-counter money. Well, that's only money that's recorded. <laughs> that's, not, hey, that's not the McDonald's <laughs> that, bag money. That count Tennessee's <laughs> slush fund down yeah. there. I mean, they might not even be in the top four. No, yeah, you're right. But what about, like, some of the expenditures, like the Hugh Freeze stuff? Do those things count in? I mean, if you're... I mean, if you're if you're turning well, that in for expense report, yeah, for your expense report. <laughs> and if you're hey. if you're attending like cabarets on the road, but also there with high school coaches, <laughs> you know, so you're trying not like, it's players, but the coaches like, to really sit there and hash some wait, things out. Yeah, I mean, wait, are we suggesting a lot of business gets done? Benders. Great kitchens, knee benders. Remember that. <laughs> that's uh, that's a story for another day, another time. Just from you know the on-field perspective, keeping Al Washington here. I mean. If you were replacing all four linebackers, Bob, and the linebackers coach, yeah. not saying it couldn't be done, but it's not one that you would sign up for if you're Ryan Day. Well, and it's tough because this is kind of Al's first time now to really have a group of guys that he recruited to come through here. And, you know, they've developed with him a f- couple years and to begin to work those guys now into the system. And so that's tough when you begin to break that trust and they're like, all right, we've got another coach coming in yeah. now. And it's, it's difficult to kind of work through that. Um, and so, I mean, we had – we lost Mark Snyder. He became the coordinator my junior year. Luke Fickle took over the room. And so it's just – he was already on staff, but it's just different hearing a yeah. different voice. Coaches want to emphasize some different things. Their, their personality is going to be a little bit more unique. And you don't have that bond of, like, knowing the guy all the way through the recruiting yeah. process, which I do think there's it's important because there's an accountability there as a coach when you when you recruit a guy and you tell him certain things, like – you a good guy. That was a good guy. Like, if he tells you something, like, yeah. he's telling you because it's factual, not just telling you it to make sure that, like, allowing the guys to get right. him to come to school. Well, and you just lost a D coordinator, right? Yeah. You know, to, to retirement. So, I mean, that's two new coaches that would have been trying to get these linebackers where they want them to be after a couple of years of them learning a, maybe a different way. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think it's huge to keep him there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they did. I'm sure they sweetened the pot a little bit for him just to, uh, you know, just, keep just him up north. Just, just a little bit. If I had to guess, I would say it would be about a 20% uh raise but we'll we'll wait and see on that one yeah um file your freedom of information act request austin i mean i know what it is but uh, <laughs> spencer they also hired a couple analysts last week so we talked about this paul rhodes yeah uh pretty pretty big name 
Um, maybe I love that everyone refers to him as Iowa State's head coach. He hasn't been at Iowa State well, in five. I know, but if you've been a head coach, <laughs> that's like when you're writing somebody's uh, obituary. Like that's the highest thing he's oh, achieved. Obituary. Well, I mean, there we go. That's the, that was the and, pinnacle of his <laughs> pinnacle of his career. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest here. If you're going to put something on there, you're not going to say he was just the Arizona defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, they well, that doesn't. <laughs> did they not do I so think well? Arizona State probably just scored. I think again. They gave up. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't they give up seventy-five? It was like eighty points. It, it was, was something crazy. A debacle. And somebody, you know, because somebody asked me about that right away. Like, oh well, this guy's defenses were terrible at um, Arizona, and he hasn't been good for you know Iowa State wasn't that good. Well, you know, he was pretty good at Pitt. That was a long time ago. You know, five top thirty scoring defenses. He's never had the same personnel to work with. Also, he's not coming here to be the defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's the, coming to be an analyst and help in the secondary. Like The, ta- I, the talent he's getting at Ohio State, and <laughs> he's going to be able to work with be an Ohio all-star State, team of who he's coached before. Compared to the talent that yeah. Kevin Sumlin had recruited at Arizona the last three or four years is like going from Little League to the pros. Like it, It's insane, the, the talent disparity. And I was, I was checking it out a little bit, and you wonder what he could have done with his defenses if he had more talent, because like you said, at Pitt, he, he had really nice defenses. So I think it's a great great move for Ryan Day to bring in an experienced guy to, to just get another voice in that room and, and have a, a different perspective on maybe what went wrong against Alabama, maybe what, what they can do better mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's big because you lose an older guy who was your coordinator to retirement. You need somebody else that's been around. We got some younger guys on the staff, this, that, and the other. You want somebody who's been around and been in different positions and thought, been able to think situations through from a head coach, from a defense coordinator, from an you know type thing. So I, I think it's going to be nice to have somebody with some experience. You know, he's been around the game for a long time, just helping that secondary or helping wherever he's needed. You know, on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, the perspective. It's just always to have a different set of eyes yeah. and someone that's not. Yeah, and Ryan's still a relatively program. young coach, right? Yeah, I mean, and help him through situations, not even just as a you know as a defensive guy, but overall in totality. Like Jay Z said, of how you're going to operate and how this impact what you do impacts the special teams game, the offensive game. And also, he's down there, Kevin Sum- with Sum- Kevin Sumlin. He's a guy you'd like to party with, Austin. There's, <laughs> there's some legendary stories about Kevin Sumlin and him getting after it. You're just dropping a lot of hints in the show today. and just I guess people are going to have to tune back in because as we get through the offseason, we got a lot more time to fill. <laughs> yeah. uh, He's as, just teeing them up right as now. As you can tell, you yeah, know? we're going yeah. to file those away. Yep. We're going to talk about a lot of other things because we still got a long way to go. It's the middle of February. Uh, but we still had to have a great time in here at Roosters for Letterman Live. Appreciate Nicole Cox for having us. Spencer Holbrook is down there, Jay-Z and Bob Carpenter. Appreciate everybody for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Of course, I'm just Austin Ward. Until then, bye-bye.